0: Paul, I am beyond excited about this week's intro to the podcast. Nice. All right. I like it. Okay. So you know that I do a bit of freelance podcast production. I for, do. For ver- various clients. Oh, yes. And one sort of fantasy I've always had but has never really delivered until now mm-hmm. is funny stuff that happens after the podcast has been recorded for, but before they turn the recording off. Okay. And, okay, so this podcast just started with a guy asking a question. No intro, did not identify himself. Mm-hmm. So the lady kind of coordinating it called attention to this and said, uh, I think we need to record a short intro. And the podcast host said, why? <laughs> it's just more words. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, she also said, I also think you need to introduce yourself. And uh, he said, why? Uh, nobody cares about that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just just very wild and forward-thinking ideas about podcasting. Oh, my God. Um, so what can I say? Podcast intros like this one, they're just more words, man. <laughs> it's all this is. It's just words and noise. So uh, that's what I had to share with you about this week's episode to the Hometown Sounds podcast. Who was first, Paul? First up is Heavy Breathing. Here on Hometown Sounds. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what they were banging on as that track faded out. Yeah, that was interesting. Also, coming out of your your bathroom, Paul, I saw an issue of the magazine Nature Conservancy. Yes. And uh, the featured story on the front was an article about Ghost Cat, which that's a band name. (laughs) That's a good band name right there. Yeah. Yeah, It has to be taken, right? We'll see. All right. Welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC rocks. I'm Tony Pareko. And I am Paul Vodra. And that was Heavy Breathing with a track called gonna get you big beat stop rock from eric jackson amanda kleinman and jeff schmid it is from their new album cpr which was released very appropriately on halloween it is their third full-length release congrats guys also well named uh, well and- named for a band called heavy breathing yeah <laughs> I, I didn't jump. actually think about that until now <laughs> you can pick up cpr on their Bandcamp for eight bucks you can also get it on sweet sweet vinyl for 15 bucks We last spun Heavy Breathing on the podcast back in January of
1: 2016 with a song called Body High from their album Airtight. And we have played them quite a lot in the
0: history of this podcast because we love them. Very much so. And uh, if you've ever seen Heavy Breathing live, then you know what masters of stagecraft they are. Between fog machines, vocal effects, creepy ski masks, Eric Jackson, the guitar player, wears some really sweet overalls. and (laughs) Also, uh, crazy lasers. Oh, yeah. Lasers, too. Also, Eric Jackson, one time at a house show, he introduced me to the term "psycho jock," which just gave me a good laugh. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's perfect. There's something about heavy breathing that reminds me of the '70s. It might be the psychedelic facet that they have, maybe a little bit like Led Zeppelin. Like I hear a little bit of Led Zeppelin, but taken
0: in a completely different direction. Yeah, but minus guitar noodling. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's considerably more tight together i'm trying to find oh, yeah. a right way to describe the riffs i will say definitely among the best live bands in bc mm. yep and the thing i love best
1: about them is that they do not sound like anybody else they are making their own thing and uh it sounds like heavy breathing it sounds awesome for real for real mm-hmm. how's it going paul it's going pretty good i have a little story i want to share 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 so i'm gonna start the story with my dad who listens to the podcast so shout out to my dad And one thing that he has espoused upon through a lot of my life is the idea of the cosmic disc jockey. Explain. So I don't know what his current thinking is about, you know, like the concept of higher powers, religion, God, and we're not going that big. But I do know that sometimes he feels like the universe plays a song for you right when you needed to hear it. That's nice. It's nice. And it's, you know, if you, if you pay attention, you hear a song and you're like, wow, why is that song playing right now? So I had a little bit of that last night. So last night I got a phone call from a friend of mine from high school and said, hey, if you're around, a few of us are meeting at Fast Eddie's in Fairfax to hang out and catch up. And I wasn't planning on going, but I decided I needed to go. What should I know about Fast Eddie's? It's a pool hall. It's pretty divey. Uh, it's right there on Route 50. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Did you play pool? Didn't even play pool. We just hung out and talked. It was great. So I, I went out there and I met up with four other friends. And when I, when we sat down, I realized, you know, these are people. We were all in a bit of a, a clique in high school. A nice clique? We were very nice. We were like the outcasts. We sort of, you know, all gathered up because we weren't like the other kids. So we were, we were nerdy. We were, you know, into science fiction and fantasy. And, and stuff like that. And, you know, fantastic people. Some of them have gone on to be very successful people and we're all very different, but we all get along really well. And when we sat down, I realized that all five of the people at the table, including myself, were in a play together in high school. And the play was called Star Trek, the musical. This is going to be a little bit of, of Paul. There was a Star Trek, the musical. Well, we did it in my high school. This was in 1993. Okay. This was my senior year in high school. And a friend of mine wrote it. We are not theater people. It might seem like we were all going to be theater people. None of us were really theater people. We were music people. We were, you know, nerdy uh, AV club kind of people, but not really theater people. But we, for some reason, put on this play because my friend Chris Pearson wrote this play and it was, it was brilliant. It was genius. So he cast everybody to be in the play. Did he write original music? Um, no, we generally used existing songs like Smokey Robinson. I can't remember some of the other songs. But you know, we just threw in some songs to make it, make it a musical. And of course, I'm famous for not liking musicals, but this wasn't a musical because it just had pop songs in it.
0: Now, would you just sing the original songs or were there different lyrics? Uh, we, would, we would pretty much just sing the
1: songs and really we were just lip syncing the songs. It wasn't like I did not get up on stage and sing because that's not how I roll. But I lip synced and it was great. So I was cast as Spock. In this, in this musical. That tracks. Yeah, exactly. So I realized sitting at this at this table last night, we had the guy who played Captain Kirk. We had me who played Mr. Spock. We had my friend Chip who played Bones. We had my friend Billy who played Sulu. And we had Emily who was an alien female in a miniskirt, which was part of this play. So the big finish of the play was the song Everybody Needs Somebody to Love by the Blues Brothers. And that song has just been linked with this memory because this play was strangely wildly successful. What does wildly successful mean? I mean, it was it was a big hit. We only we only did it once. It was a talent show. We did it once, but it brought down the house. How long how long was it? It was mm, probably about, I it was probably about 45 minutes or so. That's it, a long play. It for- had a bunch of scenes and stuff and yeah, it was fantastic. That's a big chunk of a talent show. I know, we kind of had special dispensation. We went at the end cuz we everybody knew this was going to be a big thing. So, and this was really honestly like one of the highlights of my high school entire career. You know, I didn't have the best time in high school, but it wasn't the worst. But this thing was definitely on the top. And part of it is y- you could probably understand this as a musician. You know, there's there's something about getting up on stage and performing and bringing the house down, which is fantastic. And I played percussion and I only ever did that for other people's material. You know, we would play songs that were, you know, previously done. And this was a thing that was entirely ours. You know, we wrote this ourselves. We performed this ourselves. We made all the silly costumes and the choreography and everything. And I think you can understand that the joy of that. Getting up on stage and performing something that is entirely yours. Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, this was fantastic. So this, the Blues Brothers song has a real special place in my heart because it was the sort of the credits. the the We all came out and take, took a bow during the song and danced around and it was great. And for some strange reason, when we all sat down at the table last night, that song came on. Whoa. And I just, I couldn't, my mind was blown. It was completely blown. I hadn't seen some of these people and... In 5, 10, 15 years, a uh, really, really long time. And and I felt like the universe just played the song for me and it brought it all together.
0: Now, is this will this be the first time your dad hears this story? Oh, yeah.
1: This just happened last night. Yeah. So there you go. That's so cool. Another example of the cosmic disc jockey.
0: That's really sweet.
1: And now we're going to be our own disc jockey and play another song for you. Who do we have next on the podcast?
0: Next is Kokai. Oh, yeah.
2: Yup. Yup. Yo, I can't breathe the chokehold is twofold so I ain't free to hold shots, crooked cops, caught on. It's Fright Night, a fight club. I like a double feed, chore, there's no few chores. Puffed eyes and suit chores. My soul are empty. It's hard to hide the life, scars and blemish lumped up. Rocky dinner snow Trump card, but Trump is spitting. The vitriol disguises Kavanaugh good decisions. America, America, getting white again. 1800 black flight again. My cane skin and light again, light again. I'm choking on my tears, anger in my ears. A stranger in the midst The sun kissed fruit. That's Willie Lynch, but I'm sick and I'm tired.
3: We're fed up. Seem like the system is been set up for we. Yeah. I think that we all agree. We're sick and we tired. We're fed up. Seem like the system is been
2: set up so we bleed. Yeah. I think that we all agree. And yeah, you can catch him in that 4K killing. Deeper resolution, there's no justice and no equal distribution. Systematic retribution, sacred hate from institutions made to incarcerate my person. Bond to use a daily distribution. I blame you niggas, nearly urry, Pop, never biting in you, hollybop. Painted to my anguish for sacred coded language for a collar so distinguished it, affixiate the sacred. For a dollar in your pocket, you initiate exchanges so it's sold for a pound. Blind eye for the ballot, village, <laughs> four op- 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 positions, on op- 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 ride- perceived op- op- power. Op- 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 Flashy pimp out op- th-> the impoverished. <laughs> the Supplement your income, revenue streams is flowing free, full of blood and dreams never established. Tell me to never buck the system, never fight, just yield, stay up in the old field. Sitting out here, how we building for our children, what I'm asking, cause I'm feeling cause like
3: I'm sick and I'm tired, and I'm fed up. fed up. Seems like the system is I'm been
1: That was two minutes and 45 seconds of Lyrical Cartwheels from Grammy-nominated rapper and producer Kokai. He has a new album dropping on December 16th, which is called Hubris, but the S is a dollar sign. So keep that in mind. That song was called Saint Fed Up. It is the pre-order single that is available on Bandcamp. So if you pre-order it, you get that song now and all the rest of the songs later. We last featured Kokai on the podcast way back in 2012. That seems crazy. That was the first year we were doing this thing, and that is too long. You were doing this thing. Yeah. You came along at some point, right? 2013. 2013. Wow, I did that for a
0: while by myself. That's terrible. I would listen to our, your podcast on the Metro and (laughs) be like, man, I'm getting in touch with everything going on. That's awesome.
1: That's what we like to hear. Of course, we also hosted Kokai on the Millennium Stage back in March of 2017, and that show was amazing. So if you've never seen that, Go watch it on YouTube. He has a great stage presence, oh, as you amazing. will see in that video. So there is a uh, bit of text that Kokai has prepared for the release of this album. It says, hubris, hubris documents the experience of black masculinity mediated through the lens of the story of Icarus and Daedalus. At its nexus, the work is an amalgamation of themes that directly confront the prison industrial complex, escapism, recidivism, depression, suicide, death, and and reincarnation, while also examining society's obsession with mediocrity, relationship to celebrity, an era of shame, and the way in which black men are asked to dream. The Hubris album is one-third of a multimedia exhibit that pairs each song with portraiture and cinemagraph, culminating in a film. I mean, wow, there is a lot going on there. there wow, this guy is a crazy thinker. The Bandcamp does include lyrics for probably all the songs, but at the very least, this song and I do recommend reading the lyrics along while you listen to the song at some point because it's pretty pretty cool to hear all what's going on there. I also want to say that hubris is one of those words that if you've never heard it said aloud, you might think it's pronounced hubri. Really? You think it falls into the I don't think so, but other people have said that. I, I've always known that it's pronounced hubris somehow. But that is a word that I have heard from people that they, they did not know how to pronounce. And what I think is kind of funny is... Is that because of the way Bandcamp works, since the S is a dollar sign, yeah, it gets do they do that? It gets dropped from the URL. So it looks like H U B R I. So it looks like it's pronounced Hubri. So I just thought that was funny. So there you go.
0: Cool. Uh we're gonna really pivot right now. And and Paul, I just wanna ask, do you ever go on your, your local next door? I do occasionally. Not very often. You ever get a, a chuckle out of anything? <sighs> Not very often. Well, whatever. I'm gonna have you are you familiar with the Twitter account Best of Next Door? No. Oh, it's very good. Alright, I need that. Here are some sample entries. Looking for one nightstand. Oh god. Looking for one nightstand for my dad's bedroom. If anyone knows where I can find one, let me know. <laughs> Sizes twenty three by twenty nine, the largest.
1: <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Butchering of trees in our neighborhood. Trees are being butchered big time in our area. Why? No. Is it for installing five G and creating a spyware system all over America? Wow. Uh, one more for you. All this right, is, do this it is a little longer. Yep. the The subject is help. Exclamation point. Yesterday, I awoke to find a goose in my house. He refuses to leave and has eaten all of my cereal. I have managed. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I have managed. <laughs> I have managed to contain him in the bathroom, but I can hear him pecking at the walls. I fear I have little time before he <laughs> before he breaks containment. He has numerous scars hinting at many past battles. <laughs> has this happened to anyone else? Any advice helps. And Paul, I'm going to display something right now just to convey that this is not a this is does not appear to be a gag. Oh my god.
1: Oh yeah. Oh you, my god. What are you saying, Paul? I mean it's like a it's a it's a goose in the tub with the with the uh the um shower curtain, you know, ready to be closed off but it's still open and he looks very serene in there. Oh my god. That's insane. That's so good. <laughs> so um, why was your first idea to go post on next door when you're in such a situation? <laughs> why don't you call the police?
0: <laughs> or animal control? Yes. <laughs> next door.
1: Come on,
4: please. <laughs> I'm glad
0: that last one paid off. (laughs) Yeah, it was great, man. Good one. Good job. Uh, Now, also, one thing I learned also is that uh, Nextdoor is aware of the best of Nextdoor account. And uh, the CEO during a press conference is not amused (laughs) by the the feed. Uh, Someone else from Nextdoor offered a more diplomatic assessment saying they often find it humorous but don't like that people's private messages are being made more public. Mm, All right. Well, still, come on. They're funny, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Going to pivot again right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Paul, I don't know if you remember, but the last time we podcasted, do you remember me talking about how I lost, how I seem to have lost my screwdriver? Mm, Yes. And this was a big deal for me because it's the screwdriver that is part of a toolkit from Home Depot where it has, you know, all all the bits yep. at the end are magnetic and like so I was like, Oh my yeah. first off, my self esteem went way down. I was like, oh. I can't even keep track of a screwdriver. <laughs> Man, that's a thing that people lose. And I I I had no idea what happened to it because it's just something that comes in and out of my bag. Right. And where uh, else would it be, right? Right. Well we'll get that's exactly it's exactly kind of where we're headed. <laughs> All right. And uh, this past weekend, I I spent the past this past weekend in New York City, and while packing for the trip, I was taking non-essential items out of the front pocket of my computer bag, mm-hmm. and I felt I felt something, and what had happened is there was a tear in the seam in the pocket, oh. and the screwdriver had landed had fallen through there. Yeah, through the cracks. Exactly. Right. And I suddenly felt much better about myself because <laughs> I was like, it really I didn't really lose it after all. You just it was hidden from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the last time I talked about weatherproofing my door this week I talked about finding a screwdriver. <laughs> Stories with happy endings. Yeah. Cool updates, man.
1: <laughs> Let's play more music. Next up is Brassy.
5: We are shaking up the extreme underneath the moonbeam shining through those red trees right before i leave you yeah you took me dancing on my coast cliffside champagne toast oh baby you do the most right before i leave you and i'm already wishing i was right back in california yeah, he started thinking that maybe I should have warned ya That I'm gonna live fast and I'm gonna die long before ya So do we wanna make me back on my side chores, yeah <laughs> From SAP one hell of a third day smile.
0: vocal weaving on that track was amazing mm-hmm. yeah beautiful stuff
1: that song was called should have warned you by brassy It is the leadoff track from the airstream ep which is the debut official release by singer songwriter brassy aka rachel brassfield it came out november 14th and is four dollars on her band camp we love that song even though it's all about california i, I uh, popped open the lyrics and actually read them as we listened to it and uh, yeah it's all about uh It's all about California and L.A. and San Francisco, but that's okay. So we found this little bit of information about the year that Brassi has had in 2019. She wrote, at the end of May, I got a bad cold that affected my throat and therefore my ability to sing. Once the cold was gone and my health improved, my throat didn't. Time passed and it still didn't. I had to make the difficult decision to cancel all gigs, turn down all offers, and perhaps most devastatingly, cancel my studio time to record an EP. For a while before I could eventually see a specialist from my throat, I was terrified. Not knowing what was wrong, I feared the worst for my voice and for my future as Brassy. It made me realize even more how much this path means to me and how much I need it. I'm happy to say that after months of rest and healing, I'm ready to return to my path of becoming
0: Brassy. That's a really wonderful story. And I myself, I, I was kind of thrilled. Personally, thrilled to read this story in the sense of uh, something like this happened to me when I was in high school. The first band I was in, I blew out my voice, and my voice did not get better, and required a visit to an ENT mm. and to get steroidal medication to deal with the issue. Yeah, um and there was like a very fearful couple of weeks for me when I was like, "Am I ever going to be able to sing again?" Like, this is really, really scary. But Brassy, I'm so glad you got it taken care of and that things are looking up. I know that must have been really, really scary.
1: You can next catch Brassy at the 8th Annual Holiday Extravaganza at the Millennium Stage on Thursday, December 19th, which is presented by Justin Trewicks. We Are the Nine Songwriter Showcase, co-hosted by Chris Naum of Listen Local First. So that tradition is still going strong, and we are real happy about that. We give you everything here on Hometown Sounds. Including another song. Yeah, this is Stray Fossa.
0: puzzling chord changes at the end Mm. gosh i found this band i found this band based off of one of your don't say home columns i did remember that that's what i thought yep Woo. yeah that was stray fossa with a track called it's nothing they're a three-piece they they are two brothers nick and will evans and their childhood friend zach blount they are based in charlottesville va but uh, they're originally from Sewanee, a small town in Tennessee, and uh, the track on Bandcamp has some very good track art of a guy on a beach who is posing either behind or, I hope, inside of a metal barrel on a beach. Some notes from the band on the track. Our latest song, It's Nothing, means a lot to us. Workshopped live at every show on our last tour. We got to work recording it the day we got home. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we did crafting it. I think that is kind of cool and daring to sort of work on a song every night. I would be kind of scared. to be adventurous like that real Mm -hmm. cool yeah they are very much a working band they record and produce themselves they live together and have an attic studio they work and record in (laughs) zero commute zero paying for studio time way to do it right guys yeah that sounds like a dream all right let's keep the show moving man who do we have next next is mr goblin That was Mr. Goblin with a track called Calendar Dogs. Mr. Goblin is the solo effort of Sam Woodring, who was the front guy of much beloved post-hardcore band Two Inch Astronaut, really a cult following. People just were crazy about them and they were wonderful. Uh, who, Two Inch Astronaut, after being active for the better part of a decade, are now on indefinite hiatus. This track is from Mr. Goblin's new eight-song release, Is Path Warm? with a question mark, which hit Bandcamp on November 22nd. Is Path warm? Can be yours digitally for $7. Yep. We last featured Mr. Goblin on the podcast this past March with a track called Be Right There. Sam writes that Calendar Dogs is about fancy, well-kept pooches and the dark side of dog worship, particularly in Washington, D.C., I'm not a sociopath, I love dogs too, but you have to wonder sometimes about how deep that deification can get and what that means for us as a species. My partner coined the term calendar dogs to describe these sexy dogs of very territorial owners that roam Rock Creek Park. I love dogs and maybe I'm just jealous that I'm not at a point in my life when I could afford to take care of one, but some of you just take the shit too far." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which shots fired man oh yeah so i kind of identified with this because uh one i spent a year and some change walking dogs here in washington dc did you walk some calendar dogs i would describe some of them as calendar dogs all yes. right yeah uh which i what i really think that sam's partner was getting at would, would be like dogs that look so good you might see them on a calendar oh yeah of course And by the way, did you hear the female background vocals on this track? Oh, yeah, I did. It just so happens to be Sadie Dupuy, front person of the excellent and very well-known indie rock act Speedy Ortiz. Uh, also Sam Woodring recorded Is Path Warm with Jay Robbins, who is known for his role in bands such as Jawbox, Government Issue, and Office of Future Plans. You can see Mr. Goblin this month on Friday, December 20th at the Pie Shop on 8th Street with Boston's Pet Fox and DC's Kid Claws. They're playing a show to release this record. And, uh, Sam, Sam Woodring, just a real unique talent. And I'm going to try to go to that show. Sweet. And that almost, but not quite takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. Please subscribe
1: to it in the podcast app of your are choosing. Uh, we got uh, Apple Podcasts. We got Spotify. got Overcast. We got um, SoundCloud. Google Play. We're on all the things. Uh, Stitcher. Yeah, you, there's, there should be no impediments to you getting this podcast into your life. We are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hometown Sounds. The website is HometownSoundsDC.com. We got show pics. We got music videos. I've been premiering a lot of music videos recently. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I like it. I like premiering music videos. It's what I like to do, among other things. Uh, we have an email address. It's dj at com. Please drop us a line and let us know what kind of cool music you got cooking up, especially if it's a holiday song, because... Yeah, about that. Yeah. So the next episode that we're going to release in a couple weeks is going to be our annual uh, holiday music episode. And every year about this time, we start to panic that we're not going to have enough songs. We and, always do, yeah. But we still panic. We still panic. We got one already, and we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you what it is. But we're really excited to play it. But we got a uh, we got a few more slots available. So if you have some holiday music that
0: you've been itching to get out there, maybe record. Uh, yeah, run, yeah, run to the studio, lay yes. it down. Last send it to year, us. last year, Javier Diaz wrote and recorded a holiday song specifically for our podcast episode. It's so good. I love it. Love the DC music scene. But really,
1: the important thing is to support the musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music and seeing them play live. And like I said, we have one last track for you. It is by Dominguez and Kane. They have a new album on Versus Records, which is called Rough Magic. It is a follow up to their 2016 album, Gut Plus Voltage, that we featured on the podcast. Dominguez and Kane is Amy Dominguez, cellist and viola da gamba player, formerly of the group Garland of Hours. And Dennis Kane, experimental multi instrumentalist, who is also a member of the band Soccer Team. Hometown Sounds has had a busy fall with Mr. Dennis Kane. First, in September, we premiered a new music video by Red Spells Red, which is a collab with Dennis Kane and Ace of Stripe, who is in Colorado. Then, that comes from the album Secret Sounds, that is available on the Versus Records Bandcamp page. Then, in October, we premiered a video by Kane's solo project, The Hunted Hare from Kane's third album, Nocturne, also available through Versus Records. And then, a few weeks ago, we premiered the video for Instilled Regard, the featured track from the album Rough Magic by Dominguez and Kane. And now, we will close out today's podcast with it. Much content. I know. I have been super excited that they keep emailing me and asking me to premiere their music videos, because they're really cool things. And uh, I really love all the Versus Records stuff that's going on there. They have... uh, They have some just uh, beautiful sounds. I just love all their stuff. So I'm
0: super happy to uh, help
1: get the word out about it.
0: Just such a wonderful, Versus Records is just such a wonderful catch-all for so much quality experimental music. It's kind of astounding. Oh my gosh. And like a lot of it in
1: DC, but not all of it. So uh, yeah, really check out all the stuff they have going on there. Uh, And we hope you like this, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Tony. And thank you, Paul. And we will see you all next time.